What's going on? What's going on? What's good? Good people. Pastor Lamarck is here with another episode of Own Your Mark, the podcast. So excited to be with you today. So excited to get rolling with uh, the information I want to share with you guys today. Uh, but man, I just want to appreciate all the feedback that I've been getting. Everybody that's been uh, just kind of reaching out, talking to us about um, how the podcast has been impacting their life so far. And I want to encourage you, if this is your first time, uh, definitely listen, but also, man, go back and uh, re-up on the, the previous podcast. We started out talking about just some success keys. We said you need to slow down when you're in a hurry. We talked about resting before you're tired. We talked about being intentional over accidental, and we talked about being proactive versus reactive. I think those are some just kind of pillars that'll really um, kind of inform your life, but also kind of solidify some things in your life so that you can move forward. T today, I want to, I, I guess, kind of open up, um, there's still success keys, but just kind of begin to open up a discussion on, on something that I think is so powerful for the Christian life. I mean, I think this is, frankly, really the thing uh, that that we have to learn to do as Christians that are that are that's really going to set us apart uh, from the world that's really going to elevate our life and our stance uh, and frankly sometimes it's the thing we want to do the least um, but it really does give us a a mirror into our relationship with God it really does kind of show us where we are and where we stand with God, how much we're able to adhere to the things that he is calling us to do. Um, I think it's just powerful. I think it is powerful and I think it releases God's power in our lives. So I want to talk about this thing today. We're going to start a discussion today that we're going to carry um, for a while now for, you know, for the next uh, few podcasts of what we're going to be discussing. And that thing is this. It is forgiveness. Oh, man, I think it is so potent and so powerful in the lives of Christians. And also one of the things that's so hard to do. I mean, it can be so difficult sometimes because of the things that we've been through, because of what people have done to us, because of what we've seen, because of what we've experienced. It can really, really be uh, difficult. So I, I really want to dive into this and I want us to take our time, really dive in and kind of unfold what this really looks like uh, and, and really how we can, again, practically put some things in place to start to do it. So forgiveness, why, why is it? Why is it so important? Well, well, first, it's what God has called us to do. It's what God has called us to do. And frankly, it's it's what's best for us. Uh, it, it's been said that that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets sick. It, it's like you taking a, a poison pill or you drinking some poison and you hope that by you doing it, the, the offending party or the other person is going to be the one that gets sick. For unforgiveness is like it's like locking yourself up in a cell and trying to restrict or imprison the offending party. It's it's putting walls around you so that the other person will be in, in jail or be in prison. But, but unfortunately, the only person that's being walled off is us. So we have to be really, really careful about that, man. And frankly, we have to learn uh, to forgive, not because the other person deserves it, but we have to learn to forgive because we've received it. 
Uh, we, we don't forgive because the other person deserves freedom. We forgive because we deserve freedom. We, we don't forgive because the offending party deserves to, to have a bitter free life. We forgive so that we don't have to be bitter because we deserve to have a bitter free life. We deserve to, to walk in some of those things. So what, what we're going to see, man, is uh, the, the, the more we begin to look at this idea of forgiveness, we're going to see it's not about the other person. It's really not about the other person at all. It's really about us. It's much less about the offending party and more about us and our God. It's more about us and our relationship to God. It's it's about the distance we are from where God wants us uh, and, and, and where we are. It's the distance between us and God. It's, it's this idea of being able to, frankly, uh, to to forgive and not hold the offending party accountable, uh, not us. Again, the Bible tells us vengeance is the Lord is, is mine, says the Lord. So it's not that they're getting off the hook, and we really struggle with that sometimes because we think, well, if I just let it go, then then they're getting away scot free. They're getting off. No, 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 no. That that's not the case. It's no longer up to me to extract justice, and, and that's really what it's about. So so we're gonna really dive into that to this idea over the next. A uh, few podcasts. Uh, we'll be dedicating some time to just figuring out how we walk this thing out. We're, we're going to talk about some topics like this. Um, I, I'm all out of cheeks, and you know the Bible tells us to turn the other cheek. Well, what happens when I'm out of cheeks? What happens when I've turned and I've turned and I've turned, and these things uh, keep coming up? Well, well, first off, I, w one of the things that we're going to talk about with this idea of I'm out of cheeks is what it means to turn the other cheek, because really it's an, it's an idiom. It's, it's, a, a, it's somewhat like an analogy. God, God or Jesus is giving us uh, an idiom here to, to teach and show us what it really looks like to forgive and, and what it looks like to respond. Really, he's telling us something about our behavior. Our behavior. It doesn't mean to literally turn uh, the other cheek. It really means to learn to live unoffended. Man, listen. You, you talk in 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 this world we live in now with cancel culture and all of this stuff. And and I, I want to be careful not to not to get too far in the weeds here. Um, but everybody is so offended by everything. And, and again, I talk about this often. It's funny how uh, when we look back at the Bible, we see that God and Jesus have been teaching and, and showing us these things long before we walk into uh, these different different situations where these things are happening. So in this world where everybody is so offended by everything, really, when Jesus says, turn the other cheek, he's teaching us something about how to live unoffended. Even even when others offend us, even when they are wrong, he's trying to show us how we are to live. It, it, it's not it, here. Here it is. When we're talking about turning the other cheek, what Jesus is teaching is not to insist on your rights. That's kind of interesting. They're not insisting on you. Well, wait, they're my rights, man. I'm supposed to have this. But but what does it look like not to insist on your right? And the reason this is so important is we tend to be selective in the rights that we insist on. I, I want that person held accountable. I want all, I want my rights exerted because they are wrong, but I don't want to be held accountable when, when I do it. I, I don't want that same accountability uh, when, when I'm the one who've made the mistake or when I'm the one who is in offense. So, so Jesus is saying we, we need to learn to yield 
our rights. And watch this. And in doing so, when we yield our rights, we actually pick up his rights. When we yield our rights, we pick up Jesus's rights. And, and, and it's so important that we understand that. I, I'll deal with the offender, Jesus says. Jesus like, listen, you yield your rights. You, you don't worry about extracting justice. I'll deal with that. And you pick up my rights. You get to live in my joy. You get to live in my peace. You get to live uh, in, in the way that I have designed for you to live so that you don't have to worry about uh, what the person did. So, so yeah, turn the other cheek. Stop being so offended. Stop being so angry. Stop worrying about extracting justice. I got that. I got that. I want to relieve you of that burden. So we're going to talk about what that looks like, what turning the other cheek looks like and how we can do it. And then you might say another topic we're going to look at is, you know, with this whole idea of forgiveness is, yeah, but but I'm still mad. Yeah, well, well, I, listen, I get it. I totally get it. But but we need to change how we say that. Not not I'm I'm still mad. Not I'm still mad, but but I still feel anger about that situation. And and if we let ourselves become the anger, now we now we're we're bent on vengeance. If if we let that anger become who we are, if we go from I feel anger to no, I'm mad. Like if if we embody that that anger, now we're bent on vengeance. Now we got to be the one to extract justice. And and as I mentioned, the Bible tells us that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So we'll be talking through resources on how, how to deal with our with our anger and, and how to kind of process that anger and not allow those things to really dictate who we are and who we become. We can't let that anger become us. And then we're going to have a topic that says, yeah, but I'm still hurting. Yeah, yeah, but I'm still hurting. Totally get it, man. Listen, when we have been wronged, when we've been wronged, it can leave a lasting hurt. It can leave kind of that lasting pain and it just that that kind of irritating soreness there because of what somebody has done. And, and one of the primary things we have to do is we have to separate our feelings of pain from the decision to forgive. Let me say that again. Well, when we're dealing with this thing, man, we have to separate our feelings of pain, our feelings of hurt from the decision to forgive. It is two different things. It's two separate ideas. Yes, I'm hurt. Yes, I'm in pain. Yes, you did me wrong, but I make the decision to forgive. They're two totally different things. And the point of forgiveness really is to absorb that debt. It's to absorb that pain. It's to absorb that hurt. It's for the, the one who has been offended, who needs to offer forgiveness to say, okay, that person wronged me. Now, how do I absorb that and begin to move forward with that? Yeah, it's going to cost us something, man. Uh, and, and that's why it's in order for us. That's why in order for us to to really deal with the hurt um, and, and deal with that offense, we have to be careful about how we process. We got to keep those things in separate categories. We can't be looking at forgiveness based on the pain and the hurt we feel. No, no, no. We process the pain and the hurt differently and we make the decision to actually forgive. Um, Psalms 34 and 18 says this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. In other words, watch this. We make the decision to forgive and then we rest in the arms of our savior to help heal our hurts and heal our pains. The problem is when we try to heal ourselves by extracting vengeance or extracting justice from the person who did us wrong, 
we never get it. Yeah, you might feel better in the moment, but that thing becomes a pattern of behavior, becomes a bitter root in your life. It becomes that thing that that walls you off and keeps you from moving forward to do all the things that uh, that God has called you to do. So as we're dealing with this idea of hurt and pain, uh, I know I need to forgive, but I'm still hurting. No, 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 no. I need to forgive and I'm still hurting. Two separate things. And when we when we categorize them properly, then we can say, okay, I'm hurting. So let me put this over here because I want to deal with that. And oh, by the way, this person needs forgiveness. I make the decision. You're forgiven. And now I move forward into how I'm going to deal with my hurt and my pain. So that's going to be a topic that we're going to deal with. Another one we're going to deal with is this. Now, I'm just indifferent. I don't even care no more. Man, forget about it. Yeah, they did what they did. I moved on with my life. I hope they have a good life. I'm going to try to have a good life. Whatever, whatever. It is what it is. The problem with that is when we take that attitude, we haven't really truly forgiven. Like in the back of our mind, we're still wanting our comeuppance. We're still wanting that get back. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to, at some point, and this is kind of the attitude, whatever, I, 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 whatever, I ain't even worried about it no more. But in the back of our mind, we're kind of like, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully at some point they get what's coming to us. No, no, we have to process and deal with it. Um, so we're going to deal with the idea of I'm just... Uh, indifferent. I don't care anymore. Because when we do that, we'll fool around and we'll start to build up walls, man. And we'll get callous. We'll we'll build up walls around ourselves. We'll get callous and we'll start holding everybody we come in contact with accountable for something that somebody else did. Once we become indifferent and, and we become hardened and we become callous and we start to build up walls, um, now all of a sudden, now we're impenetrable. Now, somebody that God has sent into our life to be a blessing to us because of something somebody else did and because I'm indifferent and because I didn't deal with that hurt and pain and because I didn't deal with what was going on because I didn't make a conscious decision to actually forgive. Now, I'm treating somebody who is innocent as if I, the same way I treat somebody who's guilty and that person who is innocent was actually sent into my life to be a blessing to my life, but I can't allow them to be a blessing to my life because I built these walls up because I'm callous. Then you start to hear stuff. You start to hear interesting things like all men are the same. You start to hear things like ain't no good men out there. You start to hear things like, man, these women ain't no good, or they always this way. And they always that way. What you're hearing is the information from somebody who has been hurt, the information who is somebody who's been offended, but they haven't really processed that that hurt. They haven't processed that offense. They haven't made the decision to forgive. And now now what they've done as a result to protect themselves or what they think is protection, they've built up these walls and they've built up, they've calloused themselves. And the problem with that is when you build up walls around yourself, like I mentioned, you're, you're not freeing yourself. You're actually imprisoning yourself and the offending party is still out there free. They're still doing everything or whatever the case may be. Uh, so we have to be so, so careful that we're not missing out on life. And we're not we're not push keeping people at arm's length and pushing people away from us that God intends to be a vital part uh, of our life because we've built up walls because we're just indifferent and people are just people are just bad or people are just like we start making sweeping statements. No, no, no. People are flawed. People are human. People make mistakes. And part of our being able to grow to be the what God has called us to do is we got to learn um, that that man we can't just be indifferent. I want to read Ephesians. Uh, 4 31 and 32 to you real quick because i think it helps to to speak to this 
It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So we're going to really dive into this, this whole idea of just being indifferent and, and how we can't be indifferent. We have to make the decision. We have to be conscious about uh, forgiveness. We have to make sure that that bitter root don't set in. We got to make sure that that anger don't set in, that that brawling and slander and things like that, man. We'll, we'll start to see ourselves being walled off in some really negative ways if we just find ourselves being indifferent. No, we got to deal with it. We got to deal with it. It might be difficult. It might be uncomfortable. It might hurt, but we have to deal with it. And part of dealing with that, and this is what we're going to deal with in the whole idea of indifference, part of dealing with it is seeking reconciliation. And you say, what? You mean I got to reconcile to that? They did me wrong. I, I totally get it. But a heart of true forgiveness is a heart that says, look, I'm, I'm going to do everything that I can to be reconciled. They may not. They, it may not work. They may not seek reconciliation. They may not desire reconciliation. They may not want it. But I'm going to put myself in a position to where I have so freed my heart to where reconciliation is possible. Now, Reconciliation means a lot of different things, and we're going to dive deeper into that when we get to that particular podcast, because it does not mean that the relationship will be as it was before. That's not what that means. What it does mean is I've so freed my heart that I'm open to building whatever that relationship needs to look like going forward. If it was a marriage that ended in divorce and it was a bad situation and all of that stuff, then reconciliation may not necessarily look like getting remarried. Reconciliation might be more we're amicable, what we're we're co-parenting in the proper way. Where now we have the type of relationship where I'm not speaking negative to the kids about the part, like different things like that. So I, I just want to be clear: reconciliation means um, can mean different things. But the idea is I'm no longer holding that person accountable for the hurt and pain that they cause. I'm not going to be the one. That's extracting justice. I have given it over to God. I have freed my heart and now I can move forward with my life. I'm telling you, man, it's some powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. So we got to make sure that we do that. I want to read this this verse to you uh, real quick because I think it's important for us to kind of understand why uh, forgiveness is so powerful and why it matters so much to God. Mark, excuse me, Matthew chapter 18 verses uh, 21 through 35 says this. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. In, in other words, Jesus is saying, we're not putting a number on it. We're, 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 you're thinking that, that at some point it should be enough. No, it, whatever it, 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 however many times it, it calls for, that's how many times you do it. Verse 23 says this, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Jesus is giving a, a parable of sorts to illustrate to uh, Peter, kind of answer his question a little bit more in depth to illustrate to Peter why forgiveness is so important and why we shouldn't look to put a number on it. it says a king, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like the king who wanted to settle accounts with his servant. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000, 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he had not been able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. 
But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and, and, and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servant saw what happened, when the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I've had mercy on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Man, that that parable is so powerful. And I, and I, I just want to take just a quick second to explain why it matters so much. When we start to count up our offense to God, it's like a thousand bags of gold. And when we start to account for the offense that others have towards us, it's like a hundred pieces of silver. It is incomparable. And what God is saying is, man, I have forgiven you of so much. How dare you hold somebody else accountable for something so small when you have been forgiven so little? Now, now follow me here for a second. A thousand bags of gold. That must mean that that this person was in charge of some very, very important estate, in charge of some really, really important things. And he just squandered it, man. He just was not a very good manager of the things that, got, that, that were entrusted to him. And yet he was forgiven for so much. But, but here's the other thing. It wasn't just that he was forgiven the debt. That means that that was accounted to him. In other words, he didn't have a, a thousand bags of gold, but it was essentially like he paid off the debt with a thousand bags of gold. He didn't even have it. So it was accounted to him. It was like it was given to him. He was a thousand bags of gold in the positive. But yet when somebody owed him a hundred pieces of silver, he got frustrated. In other words, what he was trying to do was to get up even more. He doesn't even need the money now. He's been forgiven the debt. He doesn't even need the hundred. The only reason he would have needed the hundred pieces of silver was because he was trying to add up all the money that he needed to pay back the thousand bags of gold. He doesn't even need it now. So he was being extra bitter and extra nasty and extra mean towards somebody else. And that's what God is saying. When, when I've forgiven you of so much, and you can't forgive others, you don't even need, you don't need that anymore. You don't need whatever you would have extracted from them for what they did. You no longer need that because you don't have to pay me for what you did to me. I've forgiven you. And man, it's so powerful when we think of just how much God has forgiven us for. And when we really start to think of it and look at it, we say, you know what? Th th them little hundred pieces of silver, man, man, don't even worry about it. That, that don't, don't, I'm too busy thanking and praising God for his goodness in my life. I am too busy giving him praise and honor and glory. I'm so busy with my hands lifted because of the 
the thousands of bags of gold that I owed that he forgave me for. I, man, my, my wife, my children, my, my family, the, the fact that they don't have to pay that. To, oh, I'm so grateful to God. I'm not even worth. Listen, what you did was messed up. What you said was low down. How you acted was was man, that was so that was so bad. But you know what? When I think about all that God has done for me, don't even worry about man. God has been so good. So I'm good. I'm not gonna hold that to your account. I'm not mad. I'm 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 I am thanking God for all that he has done. God has forgiven us through Christ Jesus. He has broken the chain and opened the prison door. So let us forgive others so we can walk out of prison and live the life God has called us to live. Listen, I pray that something was said today that'll be a benefit and a blessing to you. We are going to do a deep dive into this area of forgiveness, but more in light of how we actually make sure, how we actually make sure that we're not just saying we forgive, but we're walking out forgiveness so we can live the life that Christ has called us to live. Listen, I hope something was said today that'll be a benefit to you and that'll be a blessing to you. If you need uh, us for any reason, don't hesitate to reach out. Let us know how we can be a blessing. Let us know what tips and topics uh, mean the most to you so that we can make sure that we talk about those things as well. Until the next podcast, remember I'm thinking about you and I'm praying about you and I'm praying for you. God bless you and I love you.